0: We come up with crazy trade ideas. The Hornets play the Pelicans tonight. Is there a way they could steal Zion from New Orleans? We'll talk about that today and relive 90s nostalgia on the Locked On Hornets podcast. You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, laugh. we live. We live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. You can check us out anywhere you get your podcast. You can also check us out on YouTube, where we are currently live, doing a Hive Live Fun Friday, and that means Woo! David Walker is on the broadcast with us. David, how are you doing today, man?
1: I'm great. It's it's March Madness,
0: guys. It's basketball wall-to-wall. I'm so excited. Hornets. I mean, I'm so come excited. on. Yeah. Yeah. I know your heels got a win last night looking dominant over the Virginia Cavaliers. Does that scare you? Or are you like hyped up now that you're getting into NCAA tournament play and they're playing so well?
1: Well, it's not, not just my heels. I really feel like it's America's team at this point after, after last Saturday, <laughs> I think everyone was really pulling. Behind I didn't know. Hold on. Light. I
2: didn't know we were going to do some heels talk. Hold on. A hold
0: <laughs> right, go on ahead. A Doug, go get your heel stuff. This is oh, Wes Bryant's it's move. Why are you talk. taking his stick? You're just doing. Oh, okay. I didn't realize you had that on the goal. I know like we we're going to sit here and do some heels talk. Oh man, <laughs> Look, that's impromptu right there. I like you covering your eye. You know, that <laughs> you should just yeah, have one. I didn't one. know we are
2: going to do some heels talk. <laughs> All right, there's,
0: let's do this. There's Ramsey's. What's up, man? No, that we can do some heels talk later on. I'm sure Michael Jordan would be about it. Um, but huge win for the heels last night over the Cavs. So we'll see what happens to the ACC tournament. But we're not here to talk about the heels. We are here to talk a little bit about Duke but really in the sense that we're talking about a former Duke star. in Zion Williamson. So the Hornets, they play the New Orleans Pelicans tonight. They have been without Zion forever, it seems like. And they also, by the way, don't have Brandon Ingram, and they don't have CJ McCollum. We'll get to that just a little bit later in the show. Second segment, we'll talk about excuses mantra, how bad this would be of a loss if they indeed did come up with the L. But let's talk about Zion first, because Zion's from South Carolina. He went to Duke. He has spent his whole life really playing basketball in the Carolinas, except for when he was drafted in the the NBA. And people are kind of making some stuff like at the beginning where you wonder if he would kind of demand a trade to go somewhere else. He glows up when he talks about talking uh, or playing about the New York or playing against the New York Knicks. I should say it just never felt like it's a, a great fit for Zion in New Orleans. We haven't seen him a while. I mean, a lot of trade speculation, Doug, I know you have talked with Jake Madison of the Locked On Pelicans podcast, and you were talking to him in the sense that, hey, what would it take to get a Zion? Is this one of your crazy trade ideas that you're trying to cook up for the Hornets?
2: Well, so here's what happened. Uh, I was uh, chopping it up with him on the uh, Locked On NBA water cooler, just hanging out. And uh, he, you know, he mentioned, we were talking about the Zion issues and you know i just casually said you know hey what would it take you know what would it take to get zion to peel zion away from the franchise and your uh, expert uh, speculative uh, opinion and he said it would take a fringe all-star plus multiple picks and then he said and i thought just simultaneously we were like well the hornets have a fringe all-star right now that they could sign and trade in miles bridges and they have multiple first-round future picks, Um, it it honestly makes almost too much sense. Uh, I, I can't think, and I don't know if you guys agree or disagree with this, but I can't think of a more perfect offensive player to pair with LaMelo Ball than Zion Williamson. And if there is an opportunity to peel him away, then I think the Hornets have to pursue it.
1: Yeah, this is not as crazy. This is by far your least one of your least crazy ideas, Woo-hoo-hoo. Doug. I will just give Damn. that uh that it's approval right there. I, I had the same thought, <laughs> like around midseason, because it's clear it's not working out in New Orleans. Uh they do not like each other. I mean, is he is he back in New Orleans? Is he still in Portland? He, he went there to, to rehab, I guess. Uh I think he hasn't been I think he long.
2: now is He is at back. least around the the New Orleans. I think he's in the state. Uh, it's I'm not weird. Sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I don't recall seeing updates like this. Like it's like Zion is on his way to being closer to being back with the team. Like it's not even an update of he's playing, you know. These updates that we've seen coming out, it, it's bad down there. So if you're the Hornets, that's the kind of move that you have to make to add a player like Zion to this roster. I mean, that's a that's the thing you have to look for, some depreciated value out there that you can maybe have to steal and and place your bet
0: on. Obviously the risk is there because what happens with Zion is you don't want him to be the Greg Oden comparison. Everybody is making him out to be the difference in that comparison is the fact that we've actually seen tangible evidence of Zion being awesome in the NBA. He was an all-star last year. We've seen crazy production Shaq like form in just a little bit smaller body, shorter body, maybe not smaller, but just shorter body. And so we've seen it productive, but he's obviously not playing we've seen him hurt before. It was a big risk. It was a big worry about Zion even coming into the NBA about his body and whether it could hold up and it hasn't yet. And you would be as a small market team getting rid of a guy that is homegrown, which I don't necessarily care as much about, but you would be getting rid of somebody that is a fringe all-star that's hard to hit on, especially when you're talking about 11 and 12 overall selections with this team. And if Miles Bridges is also LaMelo's best friend, Yikes, especially if Zion comes over and pulls some of the same stuff, doesn't really want to play here and then wants to go to a bigger market like the New York Knicks or somewhere else, because clearly Zion is going to be somebody that demonstrates a want to so badly that there has been zero precedent of someone turning down that kind of rookie contract extension. And it just might be him that does it because of his not willingness to play with New Orleans. And so you'd be getting rid of LaMelo's best friend in Miles, a guy that is a fringe all-star, more picks to where you can't use that to trade for somebody else that might be a little bit more reliable. Whoo, do I need to go on? Mm. Like that, okay, that's listen, listen. stuff. And I get you, like Zion's crazy, but it's scary. okay.
2: I hear you, mm-hmm. but let me counter with this. What if none of that happened? <laughs> what <laughs> that's if that's true? That is what true. If what right. If? What if he if spent good. all this time in Portland and is has improved his body significantly? I don't. I feel like he might be like he might be a, a vampire. Like we can't photograph him. Like it's just so strange that we haven't seen any images of Zion since that infamous uh, since that infamous commercial. Uh, but I uh, what no if, more Mountain what if, Dew
1: commercials. That's yeah, no got to be that a stipulation. would have to be that had <laughs> to be
2: baked into the trade deal somehow. Um, but but Justin brings up the point like. Do. He, you know, Justin on the chat here says Zion wants to go to a big market. Why would it work in Charlotte? I mean, maybe, you know, maybe he like, maybe that's his only desire, but I think if you paired him with LaMelo Ball and they had a, an extremely successful year with one another that would satisfy both of them and, and put, you know, I I think, you know, Zion realizing his full potential alongside LaMelo realizing his full potential is a, a playoff threat. How how much do
0: you? How much do you worry about the best friend factor in this, though? I mean, those two guys are pretty damn close, and if Lamelo is already, you know, kind of going through some stuff right now, as we kind of heard him saying, he needs just needs to pay attention to himself, you know, be within himself and not pay attention to the outside Mm -hmm. noise. You don't necessarily Mm -hmm. care about Mm -hmm. getting rid of his best friend. No,
2: No. I mean, if I mean, if that like if that upsets Lamelo and he, you know if acquiring someone that has the potential to be a perennial all-star alongside of him, if that doesn't excite him... Um then that I think that's a problem.
0: Well, what else you know, did he say? I think you, oh, have to you understand that this it. You is just flipped this it. Yeah, is ultimately yeah. So no, yeah. So not only not only are you not worried about it, you'd be mad at Lamello. That I <laughs> I like that. You have flipped it a hundred. That's excellent stuff. What well, about winning
1: you? winning solves everything, right? It's not show friends, it's show business. So oh! I don't know if you, I was just off the dumb guys. I just I just I don't it's know it's
2: not show friends. It's show right, show business. Sure business
1: guys. I don't know, show <laughs> sure business, uh, show sure business, and uh, the, the risk is 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 clear. Like I'm terrified that Zion may never be even a fraction of what he was just because of the weight he's carrying around on that knee. Uh, but he does seem to be a guy that you're right, Doug. It's almost like the Sasquatch. Like the pictures you see, you can't tell. Like the
2: angles, he looks huge in one. It's like the Patterson felt, film and the he's next. looking back. That's it's the pleats, Portland, by the way. That's the pleats. It's the pleats and the pants.
1: It's the sweatsuits. The Jordan brand. Uh, we, didn't the Jordan brand. Uh, we didn't talk about the Jordan brand connection, guys. I that's mean, true. come on. You know that. Well, that's the thing. That thing if
2: he can't get motivated playing for for you know the, the the leader of his brand, then I don't know what's going to motivate him.
1: Yeah, I think if you're a Charlotte small market team, this is the kind of risk that you have. You just have to take that. If you're going to do it, right, you have to accept yeah. those risks. You have to say, all right, well, we've got a year or two, or whatever, to convince him to be here to show him he can play with Lamelo. He he, he played with Lonzo, I believe, right, in New Orleans, and, and seemed to like that. Okay. So, I mean, he may have a feel for the ball family.
0: I Um, I could be wrong about this, but it's true. I I could be wrong about this. I do think Zion was not exactly pleased with their trade of Lonzo. I don't don't know who was. Yeah, well, that's true. But (laughs) also, I think Zion was kind of boys with Lonzo ball. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong about that. But I did see that. I thought I think
1: two young guys like Lamelo and Zion. I mean, come on. You talk about marketing potential right there. Well, the other
0: that that could be the only. Right. And and the risk of being a small market team, having to try to capitalize on these opportunities is the thing that makes the most sense. That would be the number one argument. If you were pro trade for Zion, you're not going to have a guy of that caliber, that young to go after, especially in the city of Charlotte. I just, I, I kind of liken it a little bit to Toronto when DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry, best bros family, one of the best friendships on the camera we saw And they trade DeRozan, but they trade him for Kawhi Leonard. And he stays there for a year, and they get a championship. You know, Kawhi Leonard is somebody... Really established a little bit risky, but they were also in a different like Charlotte's on the Mm -hmm. come up Toronto was going to have to blow it up if they didn't trade for Kawhi and so they kind of had some well all right, let's just go for Kawhi if he doesn't like it here and this thing goes to shambles we were going to be in shambles anyway here you're starting to try to make something and that is a good way if it doesn't work out to completely rip out the foundation
2: before we before we move off of this, I just want to say that there is also a risk of giving Miles Bridges a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, there true. it would be less risky if Miles bridges took. that like first five to 10 game stretch that he had at the beginning of this season and like expanded upon that and was in contention for most improved player. But I don't think anyone has him in contention for that award anymore because his three point shot has absolutely fallen off a cliff. Mm -hmm. And so there, I think there is serious risk in in investing long-term in miles bridges. If you are not totally certain he has all-star potential and could be you know, the second, third best player on your team. So that risk is there. You know what the old school Hornets, the the 80s, 90s version, and we're going to get into some 90s nostalgia later in the show, but what those teams led by general manager Bob Bass, what those teams did so well is recognizing, hey, we have this piece of talent that has grown and people see value in it. We don't know that it has the potential to go all the way, but we could move it for other pieces, um, and, and so I think I would love to see Mitch Kupchak bring some of that Bob Bass energy and say, Hey, we've done a great job developing these players, but now we have a better opportunity to take that talent and bring in some other pieces that maybe fit a little bit better about around the one piece that we know is the future. And that's LaMelo ball.
0: Yeah. And look, those were established guys that they were trading for, but you were able to make it move, you know, like you were able to continue to bring in all stars. What well, Bob Bass did. It is pretty incredible when you go back and watch all the moves he made. In yeah. What he, tur- what he turned, what he turned,
2: he turned one era of LJ and Zo and Zoe so another yeah. era of rice and Mason into uh, another era. So, I mean, it was, Jones, it was incredible and yeah. kept them contending.
0: Yeah, no, it was into was... the greatest
2: hornets player of all time, Jamal Mashburn.
0: Yeah, <laughs> of all time. As you get is your jersey hanging up? I don't. Is I think Ramsey's in the way. Uh, it is. Jamal I Mad. can't
2: tilt my camera. Well, actually, okay, no. My Mashburn go. one is visible in the shot. My Baron Davis is is not visible. It's it's up a little higher. And then Kimba Walker Bobcats memorabilia sitting here, <laughs> and then an original Kimba painting. There.
0: All right. We're gonna have it's to the, see the actual
2: greatest Hornet player. Now also.
0: now you just you need to create the two spaces for your Zion Hornets jersey and your Lamelo Hornets jersey. And well well okay,
2: last thing, last thing, because I know we gotta move to the next segment, and I know we're limited time here with David Walker, and I wanna get to some comments in the next segment too. But last thing is wouldn't it be so sweet? to 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 pry Zion away from New Orleans is, and have uh, that, that go sour after all of the you know New Orleans took our they've team they've taken everything they took our team they took <laughs> they our took team Anthony they Davis. took the name they took right.
1: draft picks they took the overall pick yeah come on we need to get something
0: back just
2: one, just give me one thing yeah. but we are getting that second
1: round pick though I guess right
2: Maybe. <laughs> That's
0: right. Maybe. <laughs> that, that'll show them too. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we clearly win the battle there. All right. It's that time of year again. College basketball tournament is finally upon us. NCAA tournament march madness is going to soon come up from all the latest odds, contests, and player props. BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, news this season, plenty of stuff. And it's not just basketball. Betonline is your continued source for all your sport wagering information. Needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today, or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. Bet online, where the game starts. We're going to get to your comments. We're going to finish up some Zion thoughts, and we'll ask if we were a little too hard on the Hornets this week. That's all coming up next on the Locked On Hornets podcast. <music> You are listening to the Locked on Hornets podcast.
2: And Doug, don't you have an Eldon Campbell, like stuffed animal type thing? Yes, I do. I got it at the last regular season home game that they had before they left for New Orleans. I, look, I love me some Eldon Campbell, but is that, is they, that the they were just They were clearing everything out of the house because it was whatever they gave to the fans that night, they didn't have to take with them to New Orleans. Get more Hornets analysis on LockedOnHornets.com.
0: When does that trade chain end when we're starting from, Z- from Alonzo Zoe goes to Miami for rice rice goes to LA for Eddie Jones and Eldon Campbell, if I'm not yep. mistaken, is yep. that correct? And then, so. and then Eldon stays with the team and then just kind of fizzles out from there. But Eddie, he gets parlayed into Jamal Mashburn, I think. And then I think, is that where it ends? I think it yeah. ends when the whole team went to New Orleans. Okay. But yes. Fair
2: yes. Enough. I think you're <laughs> right. It ends with it ends with uh, Mo Williams and a Hornets
0: jersey, oh, which was just so good. You used to have every detail of the Spencer Hawes trade or something like that. What what, yeah, what that was, was it? The, Doug? That
2: was the opposite. That was the okay. bizarro chain because it ends. Yeah. I mean, it, it it goes through. It starts with Lance Stevenson. Okay. That's and right. ends up in Miles Plumley into. Dwight Howard into... Bismack biombo Oh, boy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, that's a bad train. I don't want to go down that trade train. All right. That, uh, ended, yeah,
2: that ended with Biz, his second exit from the franchise.
0: Okay. there. So we got rid of that. Fair enough. Uh, we got rid of that just last year. Do you want to get to some comments before we talk about the last couple of games and ask if we've oh, been too hard yeah. on
2: it? Oh, yeah. Let's go. Let's go scrolling, everybody. Scrolling? Call, All right. Let's scroll. Call me okay. Faye, who says Zion for Terry and Gordon plus a first. Uh, call me. I don't think that's going to get it done. I think... Uh, uh, New Orleans is going to want. Terry. They're going to want Terry. that fringe all star. Uh, Terry Gordon in the
0: first. I mean, yeah, you would do that. They're going to need day. multiple firsts. Yeah, we didn't right. mention
2: that. I mean, it's not just going to be Miles. Obviously, right. they're going to want first round picks. Uh, Justin is commenting like crazy. Love it, Justin. Keep the comments coming. He said Zion and Gordon on the same team would be scary because of the obviously because of the injury risk. Right. Oh, hmm.
0: scary, uh, scary. Uh, well, and, bad. and you know, to to that point, that that's true for the now. But I guess the hope is to move off of Gordon, you know, and, and at that point, <laughs> you got two more years left of his deal. I wonder what kind of value you could get for Gordon right now. Like, I, yeah, who knows? But he's right. Justin's right, for sure.
2: Well, there's value, I think, uh, for multiple players on this team, including P.J. Uh, Coucher says, I really don't want to trade P.J., but we have to. He can be an efficient all-around 3 and D high-level role player, but we also have Miles as a near all-star at the four. And so that's the whole thing with Miles, too. Like you've, I think ultimately the franchise has to make a decision about – you know what direction they want to go in the in the forward position. At
1: some point, they've never had more trade value. Honestly, I mean that's uh, again kudos to Mitch. They've never had more attractive assets than they do right now. Hit on your draft picks. All, and I mean, Zion and Zion
2: takes. doesn't help your rim protection at all. Oh so no, you, not at all. Right. So you still have to even if you get Zion, you've got to address that gaping hole at the center. Well,
0: position. that's the problem. That's okay. And and talking about making a decision on the forwards. I mean, I feel like they already have. They just they yeah. haven't carried out that decision yet. Right. I mean, they're going to keep miles. They're going to try to keep him around and pay him. And PJ clearly has been the one they're willing to move. They're just not going to sell them for anything less than a hundred cent on the dollar at this point. So I, I mean, at, and certainly not less than 80. So I miles is going to be the guy, but it, it's a good point. If you trade miles, PJ can get paid a little bit, be that high-level role player, and then you can go to work with Zion and LaMelo if that were to be the case in this Charlotte Hornets alternate universe. In the real universe, the Charlotte Hornets are struggling. They lost to the Mm -hmm. Brooklyn Nets. They came out with an awful effort in the first half. Eventually, that would be all that needed to happen for them to take that L. Oh, yeah, and Kyrie Irving goes for 50 points on 19 shots. I, I didn't take... I didn't take it in real time because I was just focusing from the Hornets angle of things, how bad it was. But if you go to the Brooklyn side of stuff and just watching basketball as a fan, it's one of the best performances I've ever seen in person. I I think I saw a KD triple double for golden state once, but like Kyrie with 50 points on 19 shots, I didn't appreciate that in real time because I was looking at how bad the Hornets were going to look after that. Anyways, (laughs) I saw that. And then I saw Jason Tatum go for 44 on 24 shots, which is worse and still ridiculous. So point being, we just saw Brooklyn destroy Philadelphia last night. No Ben Simmons, just obliterate him. We also know that Boston has been playing like the best basketball team in the NBA for a long time. Now, Stephen A Smith dubbed it on first takes. That's all you need to know. Both of those teams playing really well. I, have we been too hard on them for the way they played the last two games or are we cool with saying, no, it doesn't matter. I don't care how well they played. We still need to berate them for the way that they came out with their effort in the first half of that Nets game and their execution in some of the game uh, against Boston. David, we'll start with you. How hard have we been on the Hornets and is it justified? Yeah, man, you know, a back to back,
1: you take that into consideration too. Uh, the hottest team in the NBA coming in town. But the thing that's frustrating, I think with the Celtics is it was there for the taking for a large portion mm-hmm. of that game, the Hornets were right in there. They were not playing well. They needed one guy maybe to, to, to hit or uh, I had a crazy idea just watching that game. Stop one person, like stop somebody, keep somebody in front of you, keep just somebody one. away from the Only basket. Just asking. Just and one. maybe then, then, then it gets contagious. I mean, that is where I fall on this uh, being too hard on the Hornets. When you watch these games, it is beyond frustrating to see Teams just get to the basket at will. There's just no uh, hesit- There's just no resistance at all on defense, and I think that's the frustrating part. Uh, but I don't think. I mean, I, and and the ex- expectations on this team, what they want to accomplish. I don't think it's being too hard on them. I mean, they are playing with these teams. For good portions of the game, minus, you know, most of the Nets game, but that Celtics game was there uh, and they just could not tighten up. The little things are constantly coming back to haunt them and they just can't get consistent across the board in those things for a long enough stretch to put together a few wins. And, um, you know, big week coming up, obviously, but I think the criticism is, is warranted right now for what we're seeing. What about you, I'm Doug? looking.
2: I, well, I'm thinking about like the greatest performances I've ever seen in person, and the the one that comes to mind for me was Kimba Walker's 60 points. Uh, oh, you went to that day. game? That's cool. And, yeah, yeah, and I'm looking at. So I wanted to look and see just compare what Kimba's true shooting percentage in that game was versus what Kyrie's. Um, so I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. That's what you do? Your so scroller. that's you know, if you think back to that. Seven, 76ers game. There was a loss, unfortunately, but Kimba went 21 of 34, so a 62% field goal percentage on those 60 points. Mm. Uh, just absolutely insane. 6 of 14 from 3. His true shooting percentage was 76.4%. Uh, as I stated on the episode where we recapped the <laughs> Brooklyn yeah. Nets game, Kyrie's true shooting percentage was 101%. It's crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah, man, i I'm never going to see anything like it. You know, His it offensive
2: ha- rating was 172. <laughs> I mean, Kemba's was 120. I mean, on a
0: 60 point performance, which 60 pointers—that's crazy rare. You, especially in person, to see a 60 point performance. I, I hate that Jimmy Butler spoiled all that, man. I'm just mm-hmm. coming back, hitting that classic. shot. It, it, yeah, it is classic. Mm-hmm. What do you think, um, Doug? What do you think about yeah. David, what David had to say?
2: I think we were appropriately hard on them for the Brooklyn Nets game. I agree. Um, because, because I think of the way they started and their their intent to start that game was not correct. Um, they, they didn't they didn't respond in the first half. And I, I argue that it led to the 50-point game. The 50-point game did, was not one of these games that I thought was inevitable. Um, it became inevitable once the Hornets decided, yeah, we're not going to really come out here with the right effort in the first half. And I think superstars have a bit of a sense of that of like oh this other team actually isn't trying I think I have an opportunity here to do something special and Kyrie got going and once you allow them to get going like that and they don't have to you know Brooklyn did not have to adjust their game at all Um, so it it allowed I think that 50 point game to happen Boston maybe uh, but we've seen the Hornets play well against uh, you know it's been rare but they've played well against good defensive teams before um, they have to recognize the opportunity. They made plenty of mistakes. You can't let Robert Williams get, I think he had six offensive rebounds in the first quarter. It was just, a, it was these things, these little outlier things, I think. Um, I, I think we're being appropriately hard on them given the level of talent that they've acquired.
0: Well, no, I agree too. And and really going to David's point about stopping somebody else, it it's yeah. exactly what I talked about against Brooklyn. If the stars are going to get theirs, no matter how much you try to stop them, then don't let, Marcus Smart go for twelve. Robert Williams go for eleven. Horford go for ten, and Derek White go for eleven on good shooting. Fifty percent for Horford. You know, five of seven shooting from Robert Williams. You know, Jalen didn't shoot all that well, but Marcus Smart went six of twelve from the field. You know, Derek White went five of eleven, missed a lot of shots from deep, but it just means he got to the rim pretty well. Like that's the thing. If Jason Tatum is going to go for forty four, fine. That's tough. He hit tough shots though. Like they were really contested for a large portion of that. And then you look at Kyrie, kind of same thing. And what's frustrating is when James is saying, "We're not going to go one on one with these guys. You're just going to destroy us. They're going to destroy you anyway." I mean, they're they're that talented offensively. Don't let Bruce Brown. Don't let Marcus Smart. Don't let Robert Williams. Don't let Andre Drummond beat you. And that's what happened. So that's the frustrating part, especially with there's no excuse for that late game or late third quarter execution or non-execution. I mean, that was just awful from Charlotte. That's just beating yourself in some sense and then getting the technical foul. That's not Boston being the best team we've seen for the last month. That's you being awful in that situation. You know,
2: yeah, I think fan expectations have been pretty clear. I mean, I don't, I don't think that the general fan base was expecting Charlotte to – contend but they expected charlotte full of young players who have something to prove to compete Yeah, and, and over this stretch even you know since the all-star game i haven't seen that level of competition and urgency that's the thing hornets fans have urgency they see oh there's we have a potential superstar on our hands in lamello ball uh, i hope the organization and the rest of the players around lamello are urgent to take advantage of that fact and take advantage of the time. And uh we're just not seeing that.
1: And they also can see the standings, right, Doug? I mean, I know the players can as well, but right. the but the fans are looking at these saying, hello, like you don't have a cushion. You you have very little margin of error at this point to stay in the play-in game. And I think you fall out of that play-in game this year, which I think would be disastrous for this team given it would, you know, what they did be. last year and, and the start they had this year. And so they're expecting a team that comes out after a break, I don't care who it's against and be ready to go. And that Nets game here, to your, to your point, Doug, they were not, uh, that's that. I don't know how you explain that. Like from a coaching, from a player, from, you know, you hear what Terry has to say after the game. I don't know how you explain that not being ready to go this stretch right now coming up. I mean, they're all big, but these are very winnable games in front of you. I don't care if they're on the road.
2: Well, but it's a but it's an interesting situation, right? Because they play the Pelicans, so winning against the Pelicans uh, actually hurts their opportunity to acquire that first round <laughs> sure. pick. Sure, sure. But you know, but losing to the Pelicans is going to ruin their help to ruin their opportunity to that to get would be. Season play. You
0: talk about bad luck, losing to the Pelicans after this week after getting destroyed. And by the way, just so everybody knows, the Pelicans will be without Brandon Ingram. Maybe for both of the games that they have in this five game stretch. In fact, it looks pretty likely. I think Brandon Ingram is going to get evaluated seven to 10 days from yesterday or two days ago because he had that hamstring injury. So we'll see, but he's going to be out tonight. No Zion, obviously, and CJ McCollum C.J. is not going to play because he's out due to health and safety protocols. Yeah. Look, I, not Devante a Graham, in,
2: Yeah, Devontae, <laughs> ultimate Devontae Graham revenge right. game incoming. Yeah. Now, ser- seriously, that would be some poetic karma if Devontae Graham, you know, put a 40 burger on the Hornets <laughs> oh, no. tonight and uh, helped their draft pick. The odds that they got for the trade but buried the hornets that was So what you're fun.
0: saying it's a win-win if we lose then we're going to lose, pick. Can't so, lose Yeah, oh, oh I like that can't idea.
2: lose opportunity. Love that. Hey, before before <laughs> go we go to the next segment I have to get David's thoughts on the LaMelo Ball situation uh the the comments that he made after the game. I don't know if you heard them but he but he says, you know, he's yeah, he's obviously frustrated. He said, you know, people were getting in his head. Uh, he's just got to be him, you know. What do you what do you think about these comments? The relationship with the Borrego. Uh, what do you what are you thinking here? Is there trouble in paradise?
1: I didn't read that deep into it, to be honest. I I, I just <laughs> I haven't got to the point where, where I'm taking a magnifying
2: uh, glass out. I, really,
1: I, I, yeah, I'm not taking a lot of weight uh, from LaMelo's post games just yet. That you know they all are painted with a similar brush, um, and I think he was just more waxing poetic than than uh, giving you know a peek behind the curtain to the locker room, but. Uh, the, me with the thing, Lamelo. He looks worn down mentally, uh, and, and like his game is just not as smooth. You you said it this week, Doug. Like a lot of those turnovers, especially in the Boston game, herky jerky. Like doesn't look like it's just as as dialed in as going it was. Going to the
2: floater got I mean, going to the floater a lot. Like it, you know, the floater needs to be locked in. It has when to it's be a working. part of his. That's
0: what's that's what's yeah, oh, yeah. what. Yeah,
2: it, ha- it has to be a part of his game. But I think if it's a significant part of his game, and you trade that for threes. That's not a great trade
1: Yeah, to trade the floater know. for the threes. I, I think there's just a lot of frustration uh, in there right now, and a lot of frustration all, all, all across the board. And they look worn down, man. They look tired. Uh, you know, I don't know what to say. Uh, to me, we'll see how they come out over the weekend. But after the All-Star break, I expected to see a little more bounce and uh, just not seeing it from anyone. But, no, nah, I mean, uh, Lomelo, Borrego, um, I'm not reading too much you're good. into that right now. I'm good right now.
0: You're I'm, good you know, on that. Hold. You're still uh, holding. I'm holding. I'm holding. I'm I'm All right, that's it. Well, we'll we'll relive some '90s nostalgia, then we'll get off of the drama that could be surrounding the Charlotte Hornets locker room. This is the time of year that a lot of people have given up on New Year's resolutions. I'm telling you, you don't have to. In fact, there's an easy way to stick with it, especially if it means staying fit. Go to built.com and get built bar packages. If you've tried the puffs, they're great. The original OG staple flavors, they're amazing. Everything is covered in 100% chocolate. They're fluffy. They're really good. And also They're high in protein and high in fiber, but low in sugar and low in calories, low in carbs as well. They're healthy for you. Just flat out healthy for you. Get built, uh, get built bars, go to built.com, use promo code locked 15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code locked 15 for 15% off at built.com. I made up a game. We're going to play with Doug and David 90s nostalgia coming up next. Locked
2: on Hornets podcast is locked on Hornets. I'm a little, I listen, hold on. I, now see, uh, I, we couldn't just blow by that one. Well, you had because this, this is what frustrates me. You know, I'm uh. under the weather. You know, I'm not at hundred percent right now. And you're, you're just taking it to me. You're like one of these people that knew Nick Batum Pat- had a hand injury and they were just slapping his hand. Cause it's like, we're going to get, we're going to knock this guy's hand because we know he's injured. And that's what you're doing to me right now. But I just want to say, Sam, if you're listening, you're more than a numbers guy. You have heart, you have soul, you have agency. You are a person. Love you, Sam it's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast.
0: All right. um, Doug texted me as soon as I saw, I saw it like an hour before and then Doug texted both of us. I think it was in the group chat where he said, Hey, we need to talk about this on Friday. And it was an, it was an ad promoted to us. A lot of Hornets followers, I imagine, would have this kind of oh, yeah. ad promoted to them as well. The Algo,
2: old Algo rhythm.
0: Yes, that's right. It it landed. It actually absolutely worked for us, and okay. it was Miles Bridges advertising Dunkaroos. Yes, the snack time. What God, it was the it was like the icing, the cookies that you would dip into the icing that I haven't thought about in a long time. Time until Miles Bridges was sitting there in front of me on my phone screen saying, try these things once again, even if it is the 2020s, Doug, I know you wanted to th- say a couple things about this. Um, it looks great. Like it's a perfect, perfect marketing campaign perfect for miles fit. bridges to be a part of
2: dunkaroos. Mm-hmm. Um, he's certainly not going to advertise anything with three in the name right now. So might as oh, well go with burn. Dunkaroos. nice
0: burn. Um,
2: so I'm just, I'm just saying facts. <laughs> I'm not burning anyone. I'm just telling you what the deal is. That's true. Um, so, yeah, perfect fit. I'll say that, number one. Love some Dunkaroos as a kid. Um, I'm surprised they're still around. That's the thing that surprised Same. I was like, oh, Dunkaroos are still a thing. Are Lunchables yeah. still a thing? Um, Lunchables are Lunchables. still a thing. Yeah, pretty yeah. sure. Lunchables okay, so still thing. my question for David, who has kids of an age that we were when we uh, consumed uh, Dunkaroos, have children's snacks gotten any healthier? Are they still a disaster like Dunkaroos? <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh yeah, oh yeah. You can get any type of natural, you know, uh, gluten free or oh, vegan yes, or uh, yeah. It's not. There's nothing fun. It's like yeah. It's like you know. Carrot sticks and hummus. Vegan, you know, I mean it's v- no one likes vegan, it.
2: Uh funfetti.
1: Yeah, no one's dunking any of those things. But yeah, certainly you, you... dunking them in the trash can. Yeah, they're, exactly <laughs> they're going to school in the backpack and they're just staying there for weeks
0: on end. That's like the 2022 it. dunk contest dunkaroos. I mean, we don't oh, need nobody wants no. to see that. It's brutal.
2: The, the whole commercial's great. I can't play it because I'm scared of copyright sure. and the YouTube yeah, don't, monsters don't coming in that. and denying us this video. So I'm not going to play it but go go check it out so you find it on Twitter you've probably already been served because all of the robots know exactly what you're thinking but the 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 even the commercial has some 90s nostalgia baked in there you've a lot of different colors and uh, some of the animation patterns. I think it's mm. well you know we are all now getting marketed to because you know we are of the age myself really all of us now um you know Walker's a little a little baby boo, mm-hmm. but um, he's getting. <laughs> right. we all I was have now we all now have disposable income, so all of these, you know, all these places are coming to us oh, for money, yeah. and so the '90s nostalgia is strong.
0: Yeah, I wonder if there's the adult version of the Dunkaroos, or if they just kind of plan on us going back and eating the the cookies. Maybe they are trying to make it healthy for all of us '90s kids. All right, yeah, I think I gotta-
2: once you become an adult, you lose the there. There was an there was a pleasure in taking the thing and dunking it into the Dunkaroo, and the the delivery vehicle was the thing. Now I'm just like, give me a cookie. Mm-hmm. boom, I'll I'll <laughs> scoop the icing out of the container, Right. throw that in there too, why not?
0: Which defeats the purpose of Dunkaroos because you're not dunking anything <laughs> at that point. It's just cookies and icing. So you got to dunk it. That's the way you have to eat it. All right, real quickly, rapid fire. I'm trying to match up Hornets players, former Hornets slash Bobcats players with other 90s logos that mm-hmm. might, hit, might hit you when you were a kid. Some are bad, some are good. We're just going to roll through them. Um, how about the Kimba? Walker Klondike bar when he has ice in his veins. Do you like that? Okay. Kimba Klondike. Kimba yeah. Klondike. Yeah. That plays, got that a plays. little alliteration okay. there. Um, what about Walter Erman advertising troll dolls with his hair? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. Troll that's dolls a, good were a thing. Okay.
2: We're
0: a thing. Uh, LaMelo Ball could advertise Blockbuster because he always puts on a show
2: you like that one
0: all right people excellent God place knows. um michael jordan ring pops obvious reasons love it Rang. it would have to be rang pops it, it right? would oh. have to be ranks pops that's the only argument i need sean finally uh, baby go ahead Go ahead, Doug.
2: I got I got one to throw out Gordon Hayward. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego?
0: Mm, that's right. Yeah, he's not here. He's he's hurt. <laughs> Carmen San Diego is out six to eight weeks. So that's where Can't Carmen San Diego him. is. All right. Finally, the baby bugs lineups. Remember how young they were a couple of years ago? They'd throw in when they were trying to pivot to youth. How about them just all having a beanie baby like Eldon Campbell did? So the baby bug beanie babies, if you like oh, alliteration.
1: Oh, oh yeah. David. Well, there's a anything? Lamelo doll coming out, right? I've, I'm sure you've seen this on the socials. Uh, Lamelo, they they're have they given it away or are they giving it away? You guys know what I'm talking about. It looks like a Beanie Baby, but I don't think it's I don't think it's technically a Beanie Baby.
0: The best thing I got from the Hornets lately it's the it's the bobblehead where Eric Collins and Del Curry that's coming out. Stick around yeah. for it in the next week or so. Uh, Eric Collins, Del Curry, you can press the button and they have some of the better calls. Humdidly D. Oh, did did the, the, oh my gosh, dude, does it really? Wow, they did not have the how or ow, uh, call on that, which is unfortunate. We've got to it's add that in, yeah, we do. Unbelievable.
2: Right. Snag uh, me one of those, Walker. I um, to, I don't know if I
0: can. I'm sorry. No, All right, thanks for making you locked can't. on your powers. You are
2: you have influence. I need you to use your Hornets powers and give me one of those.
0: Yeah, they probably would give me some like trash version or something like that. And then that's the one I would give you. You're welcome. Thanks for making locked on Hornet's your first listen every single day thanks to David for joining us this fun Friday make your second listen locked on NBA locked on experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday also in less than 30 minutes it's free and available wherever you get your pods we'll see what the Hornets do tonight against the New Orleans Pelicans and we'll be back Monday to recap it all have a great weekend